Hey everyone, this is Life Fitness Podcast, episode 100. We're already having a party. <laughs> These two cannot handle my jokes today. So, oh, um, this is our century episode. Dun, dun, dun. We have Kelsey here. Hello. And Angie. Of course, they heard me already. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> well, we asked for questions and you guys delivered. Should we win a get a prize winner first or after? I think after. Okay. I think at the end. So all of your names are in our bucket mm-hmm. here. And so at the end, we will draw a winner. So thank you guys for, I forgot one. Oh. Thank you guys for um, submitting your questions. So we probably won't get to all of these, but we will make a good attempt. We will make a good attempt. Um, so we're going to start with Mandy. She had a question and it was, who has dealt with loose skin and is there any helpful tips to deal with it? So I, I think all of us have loose skin. I agree. I like, think, yeah. stretch marks. Yeah. Well, for sure. Yes. I, I, I have stretch marks. And we've marks. all been larger than we are today. Yeah. I don't know that I would, qu- I mean, I guess I have like some mm-hmm. loose skin on my stomach, but my stomach has never been like flat. So it's right. not something that I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. this is just how my stomach is. Um, she is about to hit the 70 pound loss mark. So there is, you know, a significant amount of weight that has come off. So I know that she's like, how, what do I, what, do, what, do, what do, is there anything I can do? And I was like, I don't know. So well, Kelsey, I also had the biggest <laughs> weight loss. Yes. So. You have a yes. perspective that we don't. I do. Um, I have loose skin. I do. Uh-huh. Um, mainly in my butt and my stomach. Okay. But I do feel like it's my body has absorbed or mm-hmm. like taken yes. it in Tighten very nicely. Uh-huh. Um, but it doesn't bother me. Nice. It's well, like my badge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I well, love that. Like I earned it. I love that. Numerous occasions I have asked clients, and I think you are one of them. I have said, like, what would you rather have skin filled with fat on your body or loose skin? Right. Uh-huh. That, I mean, how often do people see your loose skin? Yeah. Never. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You can just tuck that. Tuck yeah. it in. So do you find, like, do you wear any, like specifically more compression stuff when you're like working out for example to keep from like chafing or anything like that i don't really have a problem with chafing okay um i guess if i don't want it to be noticed Mm -hmm. i do wear compression stuff Uh but i mean i've never been one that cares what anybody thinks what i look like (laughs) so yeah it it doesn't bother me at all Uh i would say that leggings that are tight like compression Mm -hmm. leggings and stuff are gonna hide it much more Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um because i have lost like a little bit of weight recently and it was funny because the other day nora um, saw my stomach and she was like what's that <laughs> and I was like well that is the scar of which you came out of uh-huh. but it, that's probably where I have if I had to say I had any loose skin it's around my c-section scar it's mm-hmm. almost like it wasn't pulled tight enough mm-hmm. or just because I lost some weight so there's like a little piece of skin there that kind of yeah but right. gotta mm-hmm. love kids I don't Anything. what's that yeah <laughs> well you once came out of there I know that's your uh-huh. fault just say yeah. but it is but it's like I don't notice it if I'm five pounds heavier oh. so it is interesting mm-hmm. how as you lose more weight you are going to have more loose skin but you have to go back to that perspective of which would you rather have mm-hmm. right yep that's kind of where where I take people when they ask me that uh-huh. and obviously like collagen and protein and all of that is gonna help but it's not going to eliminate the no. problem right no. so no. Do everything you can to have healthy skin, mm-hmm. and then, yeah. Sorry, we don't have a better answer. I know. <laughs> um, okay, so Armando and I talked about this last night, and we discussed how I despise favorite questions. <laughs> okay, but we're gonna go here anyways what because is- Hannah wrote, "What is everyone's favorite piece of home gym equipment, and why?" <laughs> I was like, well, wait, can we have a a category for, like, cardio and strength training? Does the squat rack include the bar? So, I I mean, I have bands at home, and I recently discovered apparently we have a kettlebell. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can get blown. It does. It, it, that's what I learned. So I, yeah, my yoga mat is probably my favorite piece of home gym equipment. Like well, start I'm, with Angie, go to Kelsey. Yeah, I'm not a home me. gym person, so that is not a good question for me. Well, this is, you guys are going to be shocked, but my treadmill is I knew that's what you were going to say. My favorite piece. Okay, because... well then, yeah, I won't, I won't list my treadmill so we can all be different. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, what's um, yours, Brittany? Well, like, how Oh, sorry, go. Here. And mainly the reason why is because it allows me to get my run in every day regardless of what it's like outside because mm-hmm. I don't like running in the dark. I'm scared of the dark. Uh, I'll just put that out there. <laughs> uh-huh. And the wind is... And the wind is... Terrible and you don't yeah, live in place. town, right. neither does Hannah. And right. so there's that, like, if the wind is bad, it's, like, worse. Mm-hmm. Right. And if there's snow, there's more snow. Or blowing or, snow. Or drifted snow. <laughs> right. Or, right. Yeah. So, okay, well, I have a lot of gym equipment. Uh, yeah. I have a gym. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I don't like these questions. But uh, the probably if I had to get rid of everything, which gives me incredibly... Anxiety. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy my squat rack because I can do so many things with it. You can use it for squatting, bench pressing. You could use it for um, deadlifting, just like getting the weights on the bar before you take it onto the ground. You can do all kinds of stuff with it, but that assumes that the dead, the squat rack comes with the barbell. Ah. That's where I was like, uh-huh. um so, and we actually, the first thing we ever owned was just a barbell and weights. And uh-huh. then we got the squat rack. And that's how I know it was a big purchase because what we could do just went way through the roof. Because if you're going to squat with just a barbell, you have to be able to lift it over your head. Ah, uh, yeah. And so it limited how much you could actually squat until we got the squat rack. Uh, and then I love my rollers and I love my treadmill and I love all the dumbbells. <laughs> like, yeah, anyways, moving on. <laughs> But yeah, I, and I do believe Hannah has a squat rack. I think. I would imagine I, that she, if maybe she doesn't, she doesn't, and she just has the barbell. So Hannah, if you're looking because you're you're asking for this reason, uh-huh. you should buy a squat rack. Yeah. <laughs> Next <laughs> is another Hannah question. So, what is one food weakness that you have? How often do you give into it, and how do you stay strong and not succumb to the temptation? Um, I, mine is probably like a baked good, like a chocolate chip cookie Mm -hmm. kind of situation. And I do probably once a week go to the bakery and get a cookie and a coffee and just like have that time for myself and do that. But I, I am a person that can moderate. Like I don't have to, like if I have one, it doesn't like open the floodgate and I have to have them all. Um, So it's easy for me to moderate that kind of stuff. Well, on the contrary, Mm -hmm. mine would be similar, but I do not moderate very well. Uh So I just avoid having any... And what I mean by that is I'll go to the bakery and have a cookie, but when I get home, there aren't more of them. Yeah. So... I don't like to have things around that tempt me. Uh-huh. I'm better at abstaining than moderating. Uh-huh. Um, and I just know that about myself. In terms of when I do decide to have it, I actually do try to have those treats kind of knowing what my goal is. So mm-hmm. if, if it's going to fit into like my training where I'm having extra calories makes sense, then that's where I would put it. Yep. <laughs> um, if it doesn't fit into my goal and my goal is like weight loss or something and I'm not willing to give up food that will actually fill me up for it, uh-huh. then I just choose to abstain from it. Um, but that came with like years of practice. Yeah. So that doesn't happen overnight. And yeah, basically if there's something around me, like a bag of chips that Armando has left open like just crunchy, salty stuff, uh-huh. I just close it and put it away because it can't just hang out open. Because then you're just thinking about it and you walk by and there you're it like, is. You're like, oh, let me grab this thing. Yeah, yeah, and it just becomes mindless. So no food on the counter mm-hmm. is ever left. Uh-huh. It's not where it belongs. It has a place. Yeah. So. Right. Kelsey? I kind of fall under your category, Brittany's category. Um, I had some pretty strict rules for myself when mm-hmm. I first started weight loss, mm-hmm. and 
now it's just not appealing to me. Yeah. Nothing really is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't indulge very often. I mean, maybe uh, for holidays or mm-hmm. birthdays or something, yeah. but I make a plan for it. I mm-hmm. mean, there it, it's strategically put into mm-hmm. my goal, yeah. you know, my food log or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so practice. Yeah. Yes. That's what comes with that one. Um, okay, Casey has a question, and just so you know, we have a few different Casey's. So <laughs> if you're like, I didn't ask that question, it was probably <laughs> not you. Um, what is your go-to gadget for working out? Watches, music, books, etc. What do you think gives you more gusto to get moving? Um, well, I do have a watch, my Garmin watch that I track stuff on um, for the last I don't know three or four years. Um, I do not listen to music when I run. I am a hashtag band geek, and I spent way too much time <laughs> oh, of okay. my high school career marching in marching band to the beat of music. And <laughs> if I listen to music, it jacks with my stride because I feel like I have to run to the beat of the music, and it just you just totally just, nerded yourself. It does not work for me. Um, and yeah, so you have a playlist that's like one fast song and then one slow song can't handle it it doesn't work um i have one podcast the another mother runner podcast that i listen to every time that i run um it feels like my running buddies that i'm going out to run with Mm -hmm. to like oh i wonder what sarah and dimity are gonna talk about today and like i but they're not gonna talk about yeah it's (laughs) i really enjoy it i look forward to it i only allow myself to listen to it when i run so it feels like this treat or this like special thing that I do when I run. If I'm running for more than an hour, um, I will likely put on an Audible book instead because sw- switching from one podcast to the next or what am I going to feel like listening to after this episode is over, mm-hmm. it's just hard to predict. Um, especially when you're out there on a long run, you need something that you can kind of just get lost in. And that's what the Audible books do for you me. You also don't want to be switching things. Oh, yeah. In the middle. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. So. Um, I have a watch also. Um, Let's just put it out there. That we, we all are all wearing a Garmin watch right all now. All of us. Yes. <laughs> and we all use it. Yep. It's, I think one of my favorite um, features of it is to actually create my workouts mm-hmm. and be able to do do that. Um, I'm not sure what else. What do you listen to? What do I listen to? Um, mostly music. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is basically just like current music. Mm-hmm. I don't. I have uh, Amazon Music, and I just. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a playlist that is just like current stuff, hits. You know. Uh-huh. But uh, sometimes, like. I get into books, and then it's like I have to, I like Whatever green lights. <laughs> you guys recommended green lights, and uh-huh. it's like I finished uh-huh. it in like four days because yeah. I just had to listen to it every time. Uh-huh. But I, in between books, I listen to music, and that's for all you know modes of exercise. I cannot listen to podcasts when I run. Okay. At all. Like, uh-huh. I tried, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. And what's funny is, like, I'll put music on, but I realize most of the time I'm running, I'm not listening to it. And I think that that's why podcasts bug me, because they make me... Listen, like you're engaged more. Yeah, yeah. and I just want to be out of mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, like, I'll come back to, and I'll be like... Why is this song on this playlist? Like I'm not, I'm just totally didn't even realize what I'd been listening to. Um, so I listen to music when I lift weights. So I guess one of my other favorite gadgets are my headphones that I use lifting. Mm-hmm. I don't have a pair that I love running. I switch it all the time. Like I need to just quit being cheap. Uh-huh. Buy the AirPods. Because uh-huh. I have the like AirPod lookalike ones that were like 20 bucks. Uh-huh. But they don't have the microphone capability. Mm. And so if Armando or something will call me, mm-hmm. I like have to get my phone out. And then yeah. I'm kind of annoyed that he called even though he did it because he was concerned. Right. <laughs> um, but I love the headphones I wear lifting. So in there I listen to music also. 
I sometimes will watch a show if I'm on the rollers because that does, it just requires less or more, let's see, how do I word this? When I'm running, I really do try to pay attention to my form and my breathing and I don't want a bunch of distractions. Uh So sometimes I won't listen to music or I can listen to music because I'm not fully engaged. Yeah. When I'm cycling, I swear I could just do that and anything else at the same time. Uh So I can watch a show or listen to a podcast. Um, When I walk, I like to listen to podcasts Mm -hmm. or audio books. Okay. We have to keep going. Yes. Casey, again, (laughs) do you prefer your home gym or getting out when you can? I think what she means is like a public gym. Uh Uh-huh. I haven't had a gym membership since 2016. Occasionally, I do miss it. Mm -hmm. Very rare. Uh Uh-huh. But I don't think it's necessarily the membership. It's just like lifting with people. Other people. And it's still maybe like one day a week. Yeah. So it's not. So I love my home gym. I've only been a member of a gym once, and that was when I was a lot heavier. Uh huh. And the atmosphere was a total turnoff for me. I would so imagine. I really enjoy working out working out alone. <laughs> uh huh. I like people, mm-hmm. but I am also a person. I need to leave my house to work out. Mm-hmm. I am not a treadmill in my basement or like I need to leave my house to be able to work out. So the idea of a gym does appeal to me, but weight lifting is you like not a jam, but I love a group fitness class. Yeah. Okay. Cheryl. Any ideas for yummy snacks that are healthy but still satisfying the sweet tooth? Well, I'm not going to steal your guys' pre-workout because I know that that <laughs> <laughs> that's what is going to... Hey, there's uh-huh. more than just that. Um, I actually made this weekend a really delicious uh, paleo zucchini bread mm-hmm. that is just sweet enough. Like, it just has a little bit of honey in it. Mm-hmm. And I really really like that 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 if I had to give a little go to well Mm -hmm. I'm gonna think about this question knowing that this person wants to lose weight and if I have a sweet tooth but I'm trying to stick to my macros right like Uh everybody listening probably I will turn to things like Zevia because it's sweet and bubbly and the bubbly kind of makes me feel full Uh uh-huh Um, I also can, so after I eat, I always kind of want something sweet at the end. I know we've talked about this before, but a cup of coffee will do it for me. Uh So I drink too much coffee. Um, (laughs) and I also have a Hershey kiss after dinner. And sometimes I give one to Armando and Nora, depending if I feel like sharing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're like eating all this junk food, and I'm like, you don't need one of my kisses. Like, you just had a cookie or a muffin Uh or something. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then, of course, like Angie said, I love rice cakes with PB Fit and chocolate chips on top. But those have calories, so, I mean, it's about finding something that's really small. Then those would be my other choices. Right. So, I love the rice cake, the PB Fit, and I wasn't going to say that because I knew that's what you guys were going to say. And that's you could have said all that's, about it. that is what gets me up at yeah. three o'clock in the morning. Uh-huh. Right? Me too. Kelsey and I are what, probably eating it at the same time. Right. I I just love it. Um, I also will have some Halo Top ice cream occasionally. Mm-hmm. Lower mm-hmm. lower calorie ice cream. Um, I like to have something sweet with every meal, so I have fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Frozen bananas. I love frozen bananas. Yeah, like, we do a lot of like up. frozen berries and almond milk, like make it super thick, just like a like a smoothie bowl, basically. Mm-hmm. Or um, we do a lot of that in my house, actually. I okay. just take a banana, freeze it, and then slice it into thin little slices and eat it. Sometimes I've done that. Cody started um, having fruit smoothies this, this week. Oh. Nice! Yes. So uh-huh. we have all the... Uh-huh. Fruits and almond milk, and nice. he's loving it. So very nice. Yeah. You can you can. I need to throw in some protein powder. I, well, you can put some <laughs> collagen in it. He'll uh-huh. never know right, the yeah. difference. You can put spinach in it. He'll never know that it's there. Right. Avocado, like mm-hmm. all these nutrients, you can squeeze mm-hmm. in there, and he'll never even know they're yeah. there. 
Although sometimes Nora, I swear she does know. Mm-hmm. What'd you put in this, Mom? Mm-hmm. Tastes different. <laughs> <laughs> Roll my eyes. Okay, Amber. Oh, if you run to music, see here we go again with the favorites. Yeah. What are your favorite running songs? I got nothing. I just, do not have favorites. I don't either. I just listen to like what's. Think? I th- okay. So something just came to mind, and I am not a person that runs to music, but um, Kelly Clarkson's "If It Doesn't Kill You, It Makes You Stronger." Mm-hmm. Like that's a hell of a power song to run to. There are songs in that category. Yes, are certainly. So I actually listen to some EMD music. I don't even know what that the is. Electronic dance music. Okay. Or some people might know of it as techno. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who's calling who a nerd now, yo? <laughs> EMD, you pre- you also listen to EMD music. You just don't even know about it. Okay. <laughs> you quoted band, marching band. I, oh, once, a, once a band geek, always a band geek. Just saying. Okay. Um, so that that's on my... It, it's funny because I'll either listen to that or just like really hard rock. Uh-huh. Total mm-hmm. polar opposites of music. Um, but just like pop hits, kind of like you, Kelsey, I can listen to that as right. well. I don't think I have a favorite running song. If I think of one, I will share it. Okay, yeah. When I'm out running next time. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it. There was one song that when I, last year when I was coming in, like the last mile of my half marathon, I was playing, I'm thinking, this is just like perfect. I cannot remember the name of it. <laughs> of course it it's on my playlist, but yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You also will share when you I will. remember. I will. Okay, another question that paralyzes me. Casey, if you were on a desert island and you can only have one dish of food, what would it be? Two answers. What would it be the most nutritious and what would it be if you were looking for something that you love and want to eat every day? Maybe the answers are the same. Um... Okay, so I actually came up with something. Okay, go. Okay, yeah. Because I thought about this question, and I thought about how anxiety-ridden it was, and I was like, peanut butter. Uh-huh. Duh. I love peanut butter more than anything. I finally decided that I could call it my favorite food. It could be peanut butter or PB Fit, just both of them. Uh-huh. I eat them more than once a day, and... It has protein in it, it has fat in it, it has carbs in mm-hmm. it, it's high calories, so if I'm stuck on a desert, I'm going to need something that yeah, has yeah. a lot of calories. I like I like your thought process. It's not the most, like, it doesn't have a ton of nutrients in uh-huh. it, but you're not going to survive on one food alone forever, no. so. No. Right. That's my answer. Um, I think I would go for a burger. If I'm being honest, I would go, yeah. For a burger with some avocado on it versus cheese, because I don't, mm-hmm. yeah, I can take or leave cheese. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't do it for me. Um, so that would be that would be my that would be my go-to. My go-to would probably be chicken and vegetables because I pretty okay, much Kelsey have wins. it every day. <laughs> well, I have it every day, and yeah, I it's love something it. that you enjoy. What kind of vegetables? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love all sorts of vegetables. Well, what do you um, normally have every day? Well, I, I sometimes have green beans, sometimes have beets, sometimes have rice cauliflower, mm-hmm. salads every day. Nice. Um, yes, I'm still sticking with peanut butter. Yeah, no, I think I would totally take just... peanut butter also. But... <laughs> <laughs> you had to pick one. Yeah. Yeah, I would get tired of chocolate chip cookies, I think, if I had them, the only thing that I had on a dozen. Oh, yeah, you know? for sure. Like, yeah. But I don't think I would get tired of peanut butter. <laughs> Okay, Hannah, how do you marinate your chickpeas? Uh, I don't. Go. I don't either. Okay, so... <laughs> this is all you. <laughs> I have only really done it one way, and I love them, but my digestive system doesn't. Mm-hmm. No one in my family does either, so if you want me to make you some, Hannah. It's just chickpeas, and I put coconut aminos in there, a little bit of cumin, a little bit of smoked um, paprika and pepper, and just shake them up. Marinate them, and then just eat them. Put them on a salad. Nice. I'm gonna put some of the sauce on the salad. Uh huh. Okay, Kim. There's also more than one Kim in here. Oh gosh, all the Kims in this world. Um, <laughs> so sometimes there's underlying reasons that interfere with your ability to lose weight. In my case, hormones, insulin, cortisol, which we all have those things. Yep. Uh, do you struggle with any of these issues? 
I had to accept the fact that my hunger would never be totally satisfied without overindulgence. Do any of you live with harsh awareness and how do you defeat that awareness? Um, I mean, I have a autoimmune thyroid condition. So my thyroid hormone is a, uh, something I think about on a regular basis, especially when my body feels more fatigued than I think that it should be. Mm -hmm. Um, I have to remember that I'm, I'm dealing in a set of circumstances that are not necessarily normal. Um, and I just yeah, have to accept it and honor it and trust what my body is telling me that I need to rest. And that's the best thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I, my cortisol is not something that has ever been an issue for me anyway. Yeah. Well, I've definitely had some, um, hormonal issues, but I want to actually answer like the second part of her question because I realized in the different phases of like dieting and trying to gain muscle and dieting again and what I probably like, I don't know, going through that four times, Mm -hmm. I finally came to the realization that it doesn't actually matter how many calories I'm eating, I will always want to eat more. So if I'm eating a thousand calories because I'm dieting or I'm eating 2,500 calories because I'm cycling a hundred miles, like towards a hundred mile goal, like no matter what, I will always be happy to eat more. Mm. And so once I came to that realization, that's when I was like, okay, this is something you're just going to have to learn how to work with and work around. Because it doesn't matter how much, because when you're dieting, you'll constantly have this mindset of like, well, when I'm done dieting, I won't be so hungry all the time Uh and I'll be able to like eat these foods that I have to avoid when I'm dieting. Mm -hmm. And for some people, especially that their genes predispose them to overeat, Mm -hmm. like that's never going to happen. You're always going to want those foods. You're always going to be prone to overeating no matter how many calories you're eating. And so in terms of learning i think just making that awareness was a huge step for me i agree i think that's a really profound thing to recognize yeah like it didn't matter how if i dieted i was still going to want more calories if i wasn't dieting i'm still going to want to eat more so then it became a job of discovering like what are the actual hunger cues i get because we also can't rely on our stomach telling us we're hungry yeah Mm -hmm. like that I learned through digestive health issues where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I don't get like a grumbly stomach every time I eat. And most people don't. Mm-hmm. So what are the other cues that you get when you're hungry? Yeah. And how do you know when like, okay, I should listen to my body and eat because I truly am hungry or I just finished dinner. It was super delicious. I think I'm still hungry. <laughs> I could eat some more. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, no, I just <laughs> ate a 400 calorie meal like let it sink in a little bit let the blood sugar rise Mm -hmm. like and then that other thing too to remember is you don't actually have to be stuffed at the end of every meal Mm -hmm. you don't have to be full after every meal Mm -hmm. so if your clothes feel uncomfortable after dinner and you deem that as a success like i ate enough Uh uh-huh like that's Uh that's not helping you yeah um I think that was a really helpful share. I really think that that... Good. Thank you. So I hope that... I mean, those aren't easy answers to that Mm -mm. question. But... And you're going to recognize, too, with hormonal shifts that happen even throughout the day and throughout the month, there are going to be certain times of the day where you're just hungrier than other times. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I'm totally guilty of being just ravenous this time in the day so like Mm mid-morning and thinking oh my gosh if I eat like this all day like this is gonna be a problem Uh but by mid-afternoon and like towards the end of the day I'm fine and Mm -hmm. I can eat less so it's just a matter of realizing okay I require more calories from 4 a.m to 9 Mm a.m and even though I ate half my calories in that amount of the day like that doesn't mean that's gonna 
yeah. see how the rest of the day goes. Right, right. Right. Cause there's a little bit of uneasiness with that when you're listening to your body, but mm-hmm. you're trying to follow a macro goal that a coach has given you. Like you want to do it just right. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of goes against listening to your body, but hormones, like she said, cortisol are going to play a role in those hunger cues. Yep. And so we could just keep going, but I'm just going to Yeah, we got to we got to. Um, so, Kristen, if you want to prepare for an event like a 10K, how long should you train? Five weeks, 10 weeks, dot, dot, dot. Um, it depends. <laughs> it was like, where are you starting from? Yeah. Where are you? So, like, Kelsey, as her <clears throat> coach, if she wants to run a 5K this weekend or a 10K, it'd be like, cool. High five. Enjoy. Because she is running more than that distance per day, most of the five and exact quarter this morning. Yeah, exactly. So, and if Angie wanted to run a 10K as her coach, I'd be like, okay, I think you could do it. Yeah. Like, we'll make mm-hmm. sure you get enough rest and recovery because uh-huh. you have a little bit more of recovery needs than maybe Kelsey does. Like, it's so individualized. Yep. Um, if I wanted to run a 5K this week, I'd be like, it's probably not the wisest idea because mm-hmm. you've been lifting a lot lately and though you've started running, like... You would make, here's where it matters. What are your goals for that event? Uh-huh. I could run a 5K. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I am kind of at the point where I'm over that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and if I'm going to run a 5K, it's because I want to see an improvement. You want to race it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I would say you need time to train then mm-hmm. if that's your goal. Mm-hmm. If your goal is to just get out there and donate to the cause of running whatever, Yeah. then I'm sure you can finish it. Yeah. But it just depends. Is your goal to finish it or is your goal so if you to were, perform? <clears throat> if somebody was starting from the minimal fitness okay. to a 5K, what do you think is a reasonable time frame for them to consider? Yeah. I think to consider it without any kind of injury, like at least three months, mm-hmm. 12 weeks. I know that a 5K is only 3.1 miles and this person could probably walk it just mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they want to be able to run every step uh-huh. and not get injured in the process, like anywhere from 10 to 15 weeks of slowly bringing those miles up, mm-hmm. especially because this person might be overweight and so yep. there's more stress on their joints and their ligaments and they... The other thing that matters is the adherence level to their training. Yep. Because I train a lot of people right now, and Uh the adherence level is very different Mm -hmm. for each person. Mm -hmm. And so if they know I'm probably going to miss a workout or two every week, Mm -hmm. we need more time. Mm -hmm. If they are like a Kelsey or an Angie who really (laughs) wants their three boxes, then we could probably stick to a realistic (laughs) timeline. But it just depends. Um, if you have a busy life, like I know Kristen does, the more time, the better. So, Hannah. Hannah's name is in this bowl of names a lot. I know. I love it. She <laughs> asked good questions, too. She did. Where should one start on their weight loss journey? Sometimes I think people don't know where to start or just get overwhelmed with all the options, good and not so good out there. I, I, I think that there's a lot of answers to this question. Right. I don't think that there's one like magical, here is the thing that you must do. I think a lot of, I think any change, change process starts with awareness, like awareness that you need to be different, but also what are the things in your life that need to change and like how much food are you actually eating? And mm-hmm. I think the logging and tracking process can bring a lot of awareness right. to how much food you are actually taking in that you maybe didn't recognize. So I think maybe that one behavior could be a place to start mm-hmm. for people. I think, yeah, taking on one habit at a time. Mm-hmm. Yep, one at a time. Um, that's a big thing. I, I mean, I started by picking, pick a side, I guess. Like, am I going to start on the fitness side or am I going to start on the food side? Because mm-hmm. I think what's overwhelming is starting both. Yeah. Um, how many times have we had clients come in here and they're like, no, I'm going all in. I want to exercise. Right. I, I had one last week and I was like, ah, okay. And how often um, are, do we not ever see them again? Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it was, I started by going to group fitness classes 
Mm -hmm. And that made me curious of how much better I could do if I started logging my food. Yep. And I don't even remember what I was tracking when I started logging. Mm -hmm. I like I was tracking using an app called Spark People. Though uh -huh. I don't know if it still exists, uh -huh. but. I don't know. I don't think I was tracking macros. I think I was tracking calories. I have no idea. Well, when I started, like 2011, when I started my, I don't know, transformation yeah. of finding, finding my love of fitness, I had a friend at the time and he had lost like 85 pounds. And so I was sort of asking him, like, what should I, what should I do? What do I need to change? Like, tell me what to do. And he had me write down everything that I was eating so that he could just see where I was at, which is like how we start with people, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember him saying to me, why are you giving other people control of your food? Because I was eating out a lot. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why are you such a jerk? Is what I thought <laughs> to myself. But it was, I didn't have, like, yeah. that was something that he brought my awareness to simply from me writing down the things that I was eating, where I thought my low fat apple muffin from Starbucks and my salad from, you know, the coffee shop downtown and whatever. Like I thought I was making mindful health, quote unquote, healthy choices, but I was giving other people control of my food. Mm -hmm. And so I just think that awareness can be incredibly valuable. Yeah. Do you have anything you wanted to add? I, I would just like second the tracking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, if anybody ever comes to me that like a friend or something that says, where do I start? Mm -hmm. I'm like, first thing you should do is just, I'm not, I don't want to say should, but uh -huh. the first thing I would do if I were you uh -huh. is just track my food. Uh -huh. Because the amount of change that you see in a person from just seeing what they're eating yeah. is huge. And drinking. Right? And without mm -hmm. sounding totally judgmental, when somebody comes back at me and is like... <laughs> I'm not logging my food. Like, mm -hmm. I do not have time for that. Mm -hmm. My first thought is that you don't want it very don't bad. Want mm -hmm. it bad. Like, bad if enough. you have to be willing to change things, and I totally understand how difficult it is to change a habit. Yep. Like, for example, I have been doing a lot of studying in my exercise phys class and have come to some realizations about things I could do differently with my training that would probably have a positive impact. Uh-huh. But I am so regimented on when I train. You're like, but this is how I do it. I know. And I'm like, okay. So this week I decided I was going to try a couple of different things. And I was going to try lifting after work, which uh -huh. is a really big... Whoa. Yeah, right? <laughs> Everyone just dropped their wow. job. Okay. So, but like, it took me weeks to come to the conclusion that I could make it happen. Uh-huh. Like you really want to see if it makes any sort of difference then quit coming up with a reason as to why it can't happen mm -hmm. like that drives me crazy when other people do it and it drives me crazy when I do it too because uh -huh. that resistance is typically a sign uh -huh. that that is the one thing, that that's you, need the to thing change. you need to change it's like oh but I can't give up my coffee mate mm -hmm. creamer uh-huh and I'm like, okay, if you're like, you are holding on to this so strong right now, uh -huh. there is a really good chance that that coffee mate creamer mm -hmm. would make the scale move. Like you've been stuck for six weeks, yeah. but you're not willing, like you come in here, you're frustrated to tears, uh -huh. but yet you're not willing to measure the coffee mate creamer, let alone try something different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we measure and we find out we're putting like half a cup of creamer, uh -huh. which is like 500 calories, which is one pound of fat. Mm -hmm. Right? So yeah, that's... Anyways, uh -huh. I have to like control the ranting. You're today. doing great. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Where were we? So Michelle, this is a good question. Hard one too. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. What uh -oh. do you do when you hit a plateau or get discouraged while trying to reach your fitness goals? Oh, reevaluate. I know. Yeah, exactly. Reevaluate. Re method. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what? What am I doing that could possibly have me stuck? Mm -hmm. And what can I do differently? Yeah, and sort of seek out someone and talk to them because they may have a different perspective of what you are experiencing. Well, and also, what is a plateau really? Mm -hmm. Because so many people 
think they're on a plateau, but they're only measuring one thing. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, weight is the most popular, right? Yeah. Like my yeah. weight hasn't changed. Well, have you taken pictures? Have you measured yourself? Mm-hmm. Are we using more than just like like the end body where it's going to show us more numbers? Uh-huh. Because um, maybe you think you're stuck in a plateau, but something is shifting. Right? Yeah. Clothes fitting differently. Are you um, running faster? Are you, right. you know? If it's running, you're like, I'm at this plateau. I just cannot seem to run further or faster or something. It comes down to, okay, how are we training for it? Is there mm-hmm. something we could do different? To me, it's like a red light or a flashing, blinking light uh-huh. of, like, attention. Yeah. Like something, something has to give mm-hmm. <laughs> and trying to figure out what it is. Um, but... In terms of not being discouraged, I think about what my alternative is. Yeah, I think being discouraged is okay. I think it Mm -hmm. shows you that it's important to you and you Mm -hmm. want to continue on. I think Mm -hmm. that that feeling is appropriate. Right. If your weight is stuck at the same number for weeks and you're doing everything you know you can, what's the alternative? Like... Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? Are you just going to give in and then watch the weight go up? Because that, that isn't what you wanted. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't think a, a plateau is a sign to give up. Yeah. And I think that's what most people take it as. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That was good. Do you want to add? I don't have anything to add to that <laughs> okay. one. You covered it pretty well. <sighs> okay. Kelsey did kind of talk on this one. Maybe we'll let her fully answer. Michelle. Holidays and birthdays are hard. What are some tips navigating these, especially for those of us who love to make sweet, fatty things for others? (laughs) I'm reading this like I'm reading to Nora. Really (laughs) emphasizing things. How do we keep from unintentionally sabotaging others? As far as, like, me eating the stuff, when I go somewhere, like, for a holiday, I always have a plan. Mm-hmm. I have a plan going in, and I make the plan, and at the point of, I don't know how to put it into words, but <laughs> I'm happy with my decision before I make the decision, uh-huh. I guess you can say. So there's no regret. There's uh-huh. no regret. Um, if... I make the decision to that I'm going to have a piece of cake, and then I'm thinking, uh, maybe I don't, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Then I won't, you know. I, so I think the big part of her question, because I know what she, I know her enough, uh-huh. is she likes to make like really fatty treats, like she just said, and mm. give them to other people. Yeah, and then, that's not me. Yeah, that's not <laughs> that's me. That's not either, me. Except for when they ask. Uh-huh. Or I will ask them, I want to make you a birthday cake. Mm-hmm. Would that be okay? Like, I know it seems like it's ruining the surprise, mm-hmm. but if you're worried about, is this going to sabotage their goals, mm-hmm. my, then don't do it. Yeah, right. my, my question is, what is your intention behind the gesture? Right, mm-hmm. to be nice. Right? Should... Yeah, like, yeah. that would be my question to her. What is your intention behind the gesture? Is it actually being accomplished, mm-hmm. right? Like if your intention behind this gesture is to show this person that they are important to you and you value their friendship, is that cake or pie or whatever, are they receiving that in the mm-hmm. gift or are they, oh, Michelle, this pecan pie or whatever, okay. like is, are they receiving it? Would they, would your intention be better received in a thoughtful card that you wrote out? Mm-hmm. Right. I will make sweet treats for people that don't give two craps about their diet. <laughs> for example, my grandpa. I think that he should eat less crap. Yes. Like, I feel very strongly about this. He uh-huh. knows how I feel about it. We have bickered our brains out over mm-hmm. nutrition in uh-huh. the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. But... And so I feel like I am hurting him by making him cookies. Uh-huh. But here's the deal. He is at Walmart right now picking uh-huh. out a yeah. cookie <laughs> yeah. to bring home. Uh-huh. And so then I'm like, okay, well, the cookies I make would actually have better quality to yep, them right. yep. than the ones he's at the store picking out right now. And that man expects to have uh-huh. a dozen peanut butter cookies every year for Christmas. Oh, so you better like, make them. Then. I just need to make them, but I know it's not hurting his goals because he has right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So except for to feel happy eating cookies. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. it's depends on the person, I guess. Yeah. Is the answer to that one. Uh huh. Um, 
We're gonna come skip those two. Sorry, Michelle. We're gonna come back to them in a different episode. Casey, what is on your fitness bucket list? An activity that you would love to try? Question mark. A race that you want to complete? Question mark. An adventure you want to undertake? <laughs> Do you have any? I was gonna let you guys go first. I um, Andrew, Boston Marathon. Well, the Boston Marathon. That's like, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a bucket list goal. That is a bucket list goal. Um, I the closer I get to forty five, the closer we will consider it. Um, <laughs> the time, the time slows down. Um, Which I will never happen. Really want. Oh, that time. Got it. Yeah, I really want. <laughs> I'm delayed over here. To do the rim to rim hike mm-hmm. in the Grand Canyon. And there is a mountain bike race in Canada called the BC Bike Race, which mm-hmm. is a seven-day uh, cross-country, fully-supported race that Mark and I talk a lot about doing at some point. So those would be the, those are the bucket list items okay. for me. Yeah. I'm not sure that I have anything like on my bucket list. Maybe mm-hmm. a I, 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 Well, I don't know. Um, I tend to make goals and then I don't make another goal. She's like, I got to check this one off before I can make the next one. Right. And so my goal now is... Is your 300 miles? No, 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 no. That too. But but I really want to do a big race. Mm. I mean, that's one that I want to... We should define big race because I was sending you some and I'm like, wait a minute. What is the definition right. of big race? Well, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I haven't done anything but local stuff. Uh-huh. So maybe it's a non-local race. Maybe it's maybe it is going long. to the Tri-Cities. Maybe. I don't know what it is. That, mm-hmm. I sent you that link, and that race is big. Is it, it the one the, we did last yeah. year? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people. Yeah. There's a herd of people when you start. But I think mm-hmm. you mean like a big city race, like the Portland Marathon oh, or something. I don't know. I really don't know. I just want to do something different that's not... Not virtually. Not mm-hmm. virtually. That's we not. We have that talk too. Like, uh-huh. there's a lot in people. That's there's a lot in Boise. Mm-hmm. There's a lot in the Tri Cities, mm-hmm. and both of those places are having stuff right now. So, yeah. and then once I hit that, then maybe I'll want to do something else. I know. <laughs> I, don't know. I have too many. <laughs> I will never run out of things to do. Is what mm-hmm. the real answer is. So my big bucket list item is to finish all of Oregon Scenic Bikeways. It's been on my bucket list Uh for years now. I started it in 2017, so a few years. You're more than halfway done, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Mm -hmm. Um, All the ones left are not close by. Yeah. (laughs) Or they're really long and will require more than one day. Uh Uh-huh. Which is fine. It's just more travel complications. Yeah. Um, I would love someday to do an Ironman. Uh Uh-huh. Someday, that's a post-school thing. Yeah. Um, I would love to do an ultra marathon. I would like to do an ultra. In the mountains. Also. Not on a road. Yeah. Um, I do, like, I'm just excited to try swimming again so that, like, triathlons could possibly be in my future. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll see. First, the pool has to open. Yes. So, um, yeah, anyways. Oh, and there's lots of hikes I want to do. Take me. I'll go with you. A lot of them. I'll go too. We'll go. We'll go. (laughs) So, Lisa, we kind of talked about this with plateaus. This is going to be our last question for today. Um, Is it normal for there to be lulls in process? Progress. Progress. I think it's supposed to be progress. It says process. Uh When your weight, and not just water weight, can go up, even when you're following the plan. Absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There is, that's normal. There's way too many factors to be considered in your weight loss progress. It's a squiggly line going downward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not a linear process. Yeah. The line doesn't go straight down. It also like adherence makes a big difference. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And most of those little, and I'm not claiming that I am a hundred percent at adherence because mm-hmm. I am not. Um, but the smoother your adherence is, the straighter that line is, Kelsey. <laughs> Kelsey's like, my line went down straight just fine. <laughs> but, but I was also told that this is not normal. Uh, you, oh, uh, uh, over and over day, and over. Yes. Every day. This is not normal. Uh-huh. Okay, this isn't normal, but you uh-huh. lost three more pounds of fat. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's just... For one, there will become a point where it slows down, and that's when maybe it is muscle gain. Maybe it's just... Like your body 
can adapt so well to eating on low calories. Mm -hmm. So then you have to do another thing to change it. And Mm -hmm. so sometimes you do have to change something. Yeah. Other times it's just... Like, well, and I'm, I'm curious if the lull that she may be experiencing is she just added in a significant amount of physical mm-hmm. activity and her body is like, whoa, right. hold on. <laughs> and I've um, had to remind a number of your clients who have started training with me mm-hmm. that are like, this is awesome. I want to do more workouts. I'm uh, like, uh-huh. we're going to baby step into Yes. It. Because there are things like inflammation. Like if you shouldn't be sore every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are, maybe we do need to spread those workouts out more. Yeah. If you're feeling antsy, go for a walk. Uh-huh. Yep. My exactly. Go to. Yep. Um, okay. So. Oh. Drum roll. Swishy, swishy. Who's going to draw? Kelsey's going to draw. Kelsey, draw the name. It's probably going to be uh, Hannah or Michelle. Well, don't, ask the most don't questions. say that because then the person who... Oh, it's not. It's Casey. Casey. Casey with a K. Casey Bleasner. Yay! She won a really cool food blogging book. Cheesecake, strawberry cheesecake protein powder. And then a sample here that I got of Vital Proteins Sleep. Oh, very nice. nice. So your prize awaits you. Yay! So, Angie, what was the best thing you ate this week? Um, the best thing that I... Kelsey's face just went white. (laughs) The best thing I... I'm going to say the first thing that came to my mind, which I... So, we're going with that, is we went to ride our mountain bikes on Saturday in Pendleton just to, like, find Mm -hmm. dry dirt. OMG, hurricane force winds. Like, I was pedaling downhill... Because otherwise, I wouldn't go anywhere. Like, it was blowing so hard. It was unbelievable. I threatened to move this weekend. Yes. So, we ran into a mountain bike friend while we were over there. We ended up meeting him and his wife at the distillery and eating where you can actually, like, sit outside with heaters. And I had the biggest salad. Holy Wait, which one on this in Pendleton? Yeah, at the distillery. At that one place with the giant salad? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, And I think it was a Cobb salad that I got. Yeah, it was a Cobb salad. Um... But it was just, it was so pretty, first of all. And it was mm-hmm. gigantic. It's the only place I've ever been that you, you get salads get and oh, you have to take some home with yeah. you because they're so big. So it was, it was awesome. Oh, do you want me to go? Just I can go. I, okay. I figured it out. So my mom <laughs> bought a can of crab mm-hmm. from the Elgin Stampeders. So and she gave mom? me a little bit of it. Nice. And it was pretty tasty. Yeah. I didn't put anything on it. I mm-hmm. just, you didn't dip it in butter? No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to eat it. I just ate it and it tasted good. So there you go. I shared a recipe on our Facebook page over the weekend. Uh-huh. And it was delicious. It was just a sheet pan meal um, with chicken sausage, broccoli, peppers, red potatoes. And I seasoned the crap out of it with this Jamaican jerk seasoning. Uh-huh. It was yummy. Right on. Awesome. Yeah. I served it to my family and I said, just so you guys know, I have continuously made dinner based on what you guys liked Mm -hmm. and not tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Wine all you want. (laughs) This is what we're eating. Because Nora was like, it looks spicy. Uh Oh, gosh. Yeah. You're fine. fine. I gave her ketchup. (laughs) Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Give her some ketchup. She'll be fine. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we will be back with episode 101. Oh my gosh. Wow. Which is-